0: M S W Media.
1: Blues with swearing. Say the beans. Say the beans. Say the beans. Say the beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, March 19th, 2021. Today, the sheriff that made excuses for the gunman in Atlanta is former Blackwater and sold anti-Asian racist shirts online. A Capitol Police officer, Widow, pushes for a line of duty declaration for her late husband's suicide. Republicans are stalling the Insurrection Commission by insisting it include investigations into Black Lives Matter protests. Twelve Republicans vote against awarding the Congressional Gold Medal to Capitol Police officers during the insurrection. A Texas man has been arrested out outside Vice President Kamala Harris's residence with an AR-15. Eric Trump cut the line ahead of frontline workers to get the vaccine before he was eligible. Saul has suspended funding for Mitch McConnell's aluminum plant in Kentucky. Law enforcement executed a search warrant at the home of a Florida man that ran a straw candidate to defeat the Democrat. And Fannie Willis has hired another expert in her investigation of Donald's election interference in Georgia. I'm your host, A.G. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It is Friday, so Amy Carrera will be joining us for the good news later. I appreciate that. I haven't spoken to her in a week, and I'm excited to catch up. So that should be good. If you have any good news or corrections and confessions or misheard song lyrics or you want us to guess guess your rescue dogs uh, breeds in the what the mutt game, you can do all that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Also, today I will be talking with Malcolm Nance, four-times New York Times bestselling author. 36 plus years of experience in intelligence, including Russian cyber warfare. We're going to be talking about a few different things there, including the new reporting that China did not interfere in the election, despite what Trump and his cronies claimed. And of course, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about the Kentucky Rusal situation with Mitch McConnell, because that is uh, interesting uh, to say the least. And there's some Russian active measures at play here. Uh, We do have a lot of news to get to. Also, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, you can catch me on the stereo app. I'm with Andrew Torres from Clean Up on Isle 45 uh, on Tuesdays and with Dana for the Daily Beans After Party on Thursdays. This coming Thursday, however, which I believe is March 25th, we we will not have that stereo show. Uh, Dana has another job that she's doing. She's got a gig. So just want to let you know we'll be off that day, but back the following Thursday. We do have a lot of news to get to so let's hit the hot notes hot notes lead story today is about that cop that seemed to excuse the behavior of the atlanta gunman that killed eight people at atlanta area spas including six asian american women by saying he had a bad day and was a sex addict um so anyway that cop captain Jay baker is his name And apparently he shared racist content online, including pointing the finger at China for the ongoing COVID pandemic. The same vitriol advocates say has fueled a horrific surge in violence against Asian Americans. On his Facebook page, there were several photos of the law enforcer promoting T-shirts with the slogan COVID-19 imported virus from China. Place your order while they last, he wrote with a smiley face on March 30th in a photo that included the racist T-shirts. Love my shirt, Baker wrote in another post in April 2020. Get yours while they last. The shirts appear to be printed by Deadline Appeal, owned by a former deputy sheriff from Cherokee County and sold for 22 bucks. The store, which promotes fully customizable gear, also appears to print shirts for the Cherokee County Sheriff's official honor guard, a ceremonial unit, all volunteers who represent not only the sheriff's office, but also the county when participating in a variety of events. And that's according to the March 10th Instagram post. Reynolds' official sheriff department page lists as part of his prior experience a 2005 to 2008 stint at the Department of State, described entirely in abbreviations WPPS HTP ICBW USA. This would appear to stand for Worldwide Personnel Protective Services or Worldwide Personal Protective Services, a contract by the federal government granted the independent contractor Blackwater USA. His campaign page alludes to work in Iraq without naming his employer. But an apparent Reynolds supporter and fellow member of the department shared an image on a Facebook page of then-candidate's security clearance so as to dispel rumors that he had a criminal record in 2016. The image naming Reynolds showed a contract number corresponding to an indefinite arrangement the State Department inked with Blackwater to provide security guards and control services in 05. Blackwater became infamous after its private funding guards fatally shot 17 Iraqi civilians in Baghdad. There's no present uh, evidence, by the way, linking Reynolds to that incident, and he did not immediately respond to request for further comment. And from Kyle Cheney at Politico, the widow of a Capitol police officer who took his own life days after a mob stormed Congress and overwhelmed beleaguered officers, says the agency's failure to label her husband's death as in the line of duty is a wrong which must be rectified. In a letter to Representative Jennifer Wexton, a Democrat from Virginia, circulated to colleagues by Wexton's office, Serena Liebengood says her husband Howard's death on January 9th followed four days of nearly round-the-clock work following the siege of the Capitol. Howard Liebengood, a veteran Capitol Police officer whose father also spent a career working for the institution, was one of three officers who died following the January 6th attack. Officers Brian Sicknick's death, uh, and uh, that came January 7th, hours after he was assaulted by rioters wielding bear spray, has been treated as a line of duty death. That's according to Yogananda Pittman, the acting chief of Capitol Police. Though an investigation is still underway to determine his precise cause of death, Metropolitan Police Officer Jeffrey Smith also took his own life in the days after the assault after the cap- on the Capitol. Wexton, who represents the Good family in Congress, criticized Pittman during her hearing examining the Capitol Police leadership's handling of the January 6th riot. When she pressed Pittman on the agency's decision not to immediately classify Lieben's good death as in the line of duty, Pittman declined to provide details, saying she couldn't speak to it at the time because it's still under active investigation." And while the House voted Wednesday to award the Congressional Gold Medal to Capitol Police officers for their work, uh, you know, saving lives during the insurrection, 12 Republicans voted against it. They are Biggs, Cloud, Clyde, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, Good, Gooden, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Harris, Massey, Rose, and Stuby. Additionally, 149 Republicans in the House voted against renewing the Violence Against Women Act. And police arrested a Texas man outside Vice President Kamala Harris's official residence, the U.S. Naval Observatory, in the nation's capital Wednesday, and he's facing weapons and ammunition charges. The spokesperson for Washington's Metropolitan Police said officers responded at approximately 12.12 p.m. to the 3400 block of Massachusetts Avenue Northwest in reference to a suspicious person based on an intelligence bulletin that originated from Texas who was detained by the U.S. Secret Service. Law enforcement contacted the man after a region-wide intelligence bulletin had been issued about him. D.C. police say officers arrested and charged 31-year-old, 31-year-old Paul Murray from San Antonio and uh, that a rifle and ammunition were recovered from his vehicle. Police report obtained by CNN shows officers allege Murray was in possession of an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, 113 rounds of unregistered ammunition, and five 30-round magazines. According to police, he's been charged with several counts, carrying a dangerous weapon, carrying a rifle or shotgun outside of a business, possession of an unregistered ammunition and possession of a large capacity ammunition feeding device. Those are the magazines. And speaking of the insurrection, uh, Democrats have been trying to negotiate with Republicans to assemble that insurrection commission. But Republicans are refusing to do so unless the commission also investigates Black Lives Matter protests. In response, Nancy Pelosi says she might just scrap the whole thing and have Congress do it in committee. Please, no, do not do this. Do not turn what should be an apolitical commission to the Jim Jordan shit show. Can we please just have Merrick Garland appoint a special counsel who can assemble a team of investigators to review the insurrection? I, I am not against congressional committees running their investigations. They, those should happen in parallel. But good God, we cannot do that in lieu Of this important insurrection commission. I hope I hope the Department of Justice appoints a special counsel. Also today, a top executive of a West Side hospital in Chicago bragged about vaccinating Eric Trump the same day the hospital vaccinated workers at Trump Tower downtown, where the executive owns a condo. That's the hospital guy. Owns a condo. In a photo obtained by Block Club Chicago, Dr. Anush Ahmed, chief operating officer of Loretta Hospital, po- uh, posed with uh, Eric Trump, smiling son of former President Donald Trump. In a text message, Ahmed bragged about vaccinating Trump that day. Vaccinated Eric Trump, he said after sharing the photo. He also shared a message praising Trump, calling him a cool guy. Ahmed shared the photo with people on March 10th, the same day Loretto Hospital held that vaccination event at Trump Tower, where Ahmed owns a unit. Metadata from the photo confirms it was taken the afternoon of March 10th at or near Trump Tower. Hospital officials said that this vaccine event held at the hotel was meant to benefit predominantly black and brown hotel workers and later said they made a mistake by offering doses meant for Westsiders to hotel employees before they were eligible. Trump is an executive vice president and trustee of the Trump Organization, as we know, uh, which owns the Trump Tower Hotel and Residence. The millionaire would not have been eligible to be vaccinated in Chicago. In a statement sent through a spokeswoman after the story published, Ahmed said the claim was a joke and denied vaccinating Trump. Eric Trump happened to be in the building, but we didn't vaccinate him. Uh, He said a few residents, including myself, did take photos with him. My post was meant as a joke. Ahmed said Trump has an anti-vaccine stance, but Trump has not publicly shared anti-vaccine stances that Block Club could find. His father you know, Donald, and his stepmother were vaccinated while at the White House in secret. The Trump organization did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Ivanka was vaccinated because she worked in the White House. The doctor's brag comes as the Chicago Department of Public Health is investigating the March 10th vaccination event at Trump Tower. The vaccination event at the 401 North Wabash Avenue Tower comes as many in Chicago who are eligible to be vaccinated at most risk from COVID-19 are still struggling to find an appointment. Loretto Hospital is a small 122 bed hospital that operates uh, on the undeserved west side uh, where people of color have been hit hard by the coronavirus and few people have been vaccinated. Trump Tower is downtown where the virus's impact has not been felt much, but where more vaccinations have been done. The city highlighted Loretto's work as an example of its goal to... Uh, you know, equitably vaccinate people, even insisting on having the city's first vaccine doses administered there to show how Chicago would prioritize West and South Side communities that are often ignored. In addition to owning a unit in Trump Tower, sources say Ahmed has told people he's friends with Eric Trump. And now, time for a little Schadenfreude.
1: Schadenfreude.
0: You guys remember when Steve? You know, Trump's secretary of the Treasury lifted sanctions on Oleg Deripaska. That's the oligarch that got Manafort to hand over sensitive polling data for Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, allowing him to simply sell some of the shares of Rusal to avoid facing sanctions. And Oleg sold those shares to his family and the Kremlin. And then Rusall worked with some of Mitch McConnell staffers and the Brady Corporation in Kentucky to build an aluminum plant. You guys remember that in Kentucky? Well, Oleg and Rousseau is hanging Mitch out to dry. They're suspending investments as they wait for U.S. partners to raise funds, dealing a new setback to the billion-dollar-plus mill that was supposed to be completed last year. The funding freeze is the latest in a series of twists, including a battle for control of the mill that led to the ousting last year of Brady's chief executive officer and questions over the timing when the U.S. lifted sanctions on Rousseau. The plan, announced in 2017, was for a $1.3 billion rolling mill to meet growing demand for the metal from the automotive packaging and aerospace markets. Quote, unfortunately, our partner failed to contribute necessary equity from their side. So then it was a substantial change of the management and shareholder structure of Brady Industries. That's from Oleg Mukagmedschen. That's Rusal's deputy CEO. He said on a call, quote, we put on hold any further investments of the project per our agreement. We still expect our partners to raise necessary financing after the COVID pandemic Gets better. He also said Roussel's plan B is to convert the investment into a debt instrument, which certain securities of Unity Aluminum isn't successful in securing the necessary funding. And remember that time in Florida when a Republican operative funded a dark money ran uh, like a shill candidate to run uh, as a non-affiliated party member to siphon votes from the Democratic candidate? They even had the same name. They were doing that in the Florida House race. And the Republican won by 32 votes. Uh, well, that guy had a search warrant executed at his home on Wednesday. The former Florida state senator accused of masterminding and funding the sham candidate to manipulate voters last November is now facing charges of felony campaign finance crimes. Frank Artilles was booked into Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center on Thursday, a day after his Palmetto Bay home was raided. Shill candidate Alex Rodriguez was also booked Thursday morning. Their charges, all third-degree felonies, include making or receiving campaign contributions over or in excess of limits, conspiracy to make or receive two or more campaign contributions over or in excess of limits, false swearing in connection with voting or elections. So, interesting. Um, (laughs) I know that you all remember this story. We went over it in detail. And according to a warrant obtained by Local 10 News in Florida, investigators say Artilles offered to pay Rodriguez $50,000, half during the election and half afterward, for Rodriguez to enter November's District 37 state Senate race, not House race, Senate race, where he shared a last name with the incumbent Democrat candidate, Jose Javier Rodriguez. Local 10 News cameras captured Artilles showing up to jail, along with his attorney, to surrender to authorities shortly after 11 a.m. Thursday. And final schadenfreude today comes from CNN. The Atlanta area district attorney investigating former president. The former guy, Fonnie Willis, is beefing up her office with new evidence, a new evidence expert, and that's according to a source familiar with the situation. His name is Michael Carlson, known as an expert in the rules of evidence, and he's slated to join the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in the coming weeks. He's expected to work on a variety of issues, from cold cases to capital murder to public integrity investigations. And while he was not hired explicitly to work on the probe into Donald, his expertise on the rules of evidence and criminal procedure is sure to be seen as a valuable addition for any office investigating a former president. Carlson recently worked as a director of legal services and ethics officer for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. He is the co-author of Carlson on Evidence, a book he wrote with his father, University of Georgia Law Professor Ron Carlson, which offers a detailed comparison between Georgia and federal rules of evidence. So neat. The team is beefing up down there in Fulton County, Georgia. And we'll be right back with Malcolm Nance. He and I are going to discuss the fact that Rick Grinnell, Bill Barr, Trump and John Ratcliffe all lied about China interfering in the 2020 election, along with the Roussel suspension of funds for the Kentucky aluminum plant and how that's kind of like a Russian active measure. So we'll be right back. Stay with us.
2: After these messages, we'll be right
0: back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life is guaranteed to have ups and downs, and when you face stressful or unexpected challenges, it's important to remember you don't have to face them by yourself. So if you're dealing with anything keeping you from living your best life, I really highly recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional counseling to help you navigate life's challenges. And it's not a self-help thing. It's not a crisis line. It's actual professional counseling done securely online. They assess your needs, and then they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in fewer than 24 hours. You know I've had my own challenges with post-traumatic stress and anxiety, and I know how important it is to seek help rather than to try to do it alone. I know how convenient BetterHelp service is. It's available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime from anywhere and send a message to your counselor, and you get timely, thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video phone sessions, too. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it's free and it's easy to change your counselor if you need to, and that's so huge. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and, of course, financial aid is available. So visit their website and read some testimonials like this one from BetterHelp user PE who says, I've been working with Joshua for a few months now. He has been incredibly helpful. His insights and therapeutic techniques are excellent. He is warm, caring, and understanding. He is super knowledgeable in his area. I'm grateful to have come across this therapist. Thank you, Josh. So visit BetterHelp.com dailybeans That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans hey everybody welcome back we are fortunate to be speaking today with a 36 plus years of intelligence expertise four-time New York best-selling New York Times best-selling author and expert in Russian cyber warfare Malcolm Nance Malcolm welcome oh great to be here you guys gonna change your name or what 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 the well <laughs> we are now the daily beans podcast so we are we are happy to have you on the Daily beans
1: yay yeah, yeah. and you know what big coffee fan love my daily beans y'all
0: Yep, that's a It's a nod to coffee for sure. I really probably couldn't get the news out without it. So um, we appreciate you stopping by today. Mueller, she wrote, still exists. The archive is all on the interwebs, but uh, we are now the Daily Beans. And I wanted to speak with you today. I wanted to tap your expertise because there's a couple things going on. First of all. Uh, Well, there's more than a couple, but, you know, we have a declassified intelligence assessment now from the new director of national intelligence, not Rick Grinnell, that says China did not try to interfere in the 2020 election, despite a barrage of statements from the Trump administration last year, including Rick Grinnell, Bill Barr. When asked point blank who the biggest threat is by Wolf Blitzer, he said China. And he's like, really, not Russia? And he's like, China. Uh, And I was wondering what your top line thoughts on this are now that because they didn't release the report under the Trump administration. It's out now. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on it.
1: Well, I I understand why the report wasn't released. And it wasn't because the intelligence professionals in the community didn't have this assessment. They had this assessment. But in the Trump administration, of course, telling the truth means immediate execution. (laughs) And so the career professionals at each of the intelligence agencies and the directors of of those agencies had their assessments ready and had them set aside and saw that no one asked for them and what happened is you have uh, political appointees like uh, you know richard grinnell he didn't care what the u.s intelligence community assessments were he made up his own assessments and all i suspect all of those statements every one of them from Bill Barr to Grinnell to, uh, you know, whoever that loser was that (laughs) relieved Grinnell. Uh, (laughs) He was in so short, no one even cares who that guy was. (laughs) Um, Every one of those individuals just made up the party line and never even asked down to the next level, executive officer level, uh, what is your assessment? But I'm sure they were being given assessments every day. But those assessments were, you know, if you're not from the intelligence world, it is actually hard to to understand what's being fed to you. You know, Uh, Bill Barr came from the CIA a very, very, very long time ago. So he wouldn't know, uh, you know, the technical uh, systems that were being used and the kind of assessments that are given to senior management are literally a list of bullet points. You, would, you know, let me try to, to give you an idea of what I mean, if you haven't seen a presidential daily briefing, uh, one of the things that many people say when they see them is, wow, this thing is really no more sophisticated than, you know, sort of like an Apple news feed of just headlines. And that's what it is. It's just those headlines that are behind them are, have an enormous amount of verified information. And it would take a, a, a president with a little bit of alacrity and, and depth to actually want to go into those numbers and see what the data is behind him. Barack Obama was famous for that. Barack Obama would ask for national intelligence reports, which are, you know, a few levels below that. That's where the sort of thing that the, the field operators and uh, the management uh, and middle management would read that are like these in-depth assessments, like, you know, the off-road capabilities of the T-80, you know, battle Mm -hmm. tank, (laughs) you know, and it'd be like stills from videos from Soviet things. And, you know, the army mechanized center would have like images of road wheels and tracks and things like that. That's the sort of stuff Obama was reading. Yeah. Which means he would find some aspect of intelligence that was briefed on the high line, and he wanted to go, he would say, okay, what's the next level component of that? And the brief would go, oh, well, Mr. President, it's funny you should know that. We we assessed blah, 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 and it's this many numbers, and it's that many figures, and it's this. And then he'd say, how did you get that? Now you're talking about sources. Yeah, sources and analysts. Right? yeah. Well, you know, then he would say something generic like, we use signals in human intelligence. And he'd say, yeah, 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 but <laughs> what? Because Obama learned that some satellites are better than other satellites. Some methods of collection are far better than other methods of collection. Human intelligence has a higher, or I should put it this way, has a lower confidence threshold, depending on the source of the intelligence, than signals intelligence. Because as I like to say, right, if somebody comes up and says, Putin's got a girlfriend and she's blonde and she's uh, dumpy and not that hot, Right. And then, you know, but that's human intelligence and then signals intelligence. You have the phone call between him and his girlfriend. All right. And you're copying all of her, you know, selfies and you're like, holy cow, she's totally hot. She's a Svetlana. Right. That's two entirely different worlds of confidence. Right. Barack Obama was the kind of guy that wanted to know the details of how you got that because he has an inquisitive mind. And Joe Biden was is, is sort of the same although biden know knew and knows how intelligence is produced so well he's been in, ingrained in the government so long he doesn't have to ask for that stuff right from time to time he might go is that such a such bird that got that and he they were like well, i guess <laughs> mr president said, my my congratulations to the national geospatial intelligence agency for such fine work for good imagery and you know that stuff goes down and Ops like us, you know, collectors like us, technicians, we were like, oh, my God, the president sends down his his stuff. Believe me, Um, that is important to know, Okay, in the context of the types of intelligence that that we have here. So the Trumps, the Grinnells, the uh, Bill Bars, they weren't in that world.
0: uh, Quite, quite the opposite. I mean, we had Rick Grinnell assisting Devin Nunes, Ron Johnson, Lindsey Graham uh to get Russian disinformation from Durkotch uh, of somebody sanctioned by Do You know how Russian you have to be to be sanctioned by Mnuchin? That like this Deza, and introduced it into congressional committees and congressional hearings.
1: Right. So here you have here you have the perfect example where our, our opponents are watching us. And this is the big takeaway from the intelligence assessment. I mean, we all knew the Russians were doing it. And I had I've been on air many times where I said the Chinese have an interesting collection philosophy when it comes to intelligence. They're sort of like NSA. NSA's philosophy, which I upset their apple cart several times, is ABC. Always be collecting, (laughs) which means you don't intervene. You don't lose sources. um, You you just you just roll tape. Right. (laughs) Just keep the stuff coming. Right. And they don't like it when you interrupt that. Like, I blew up one of their sources on a combat operation where I pointed to the thing and said to an admiral, we really need to blow that up. And they were like, you disturbed our collection. It's just like I needed to kill those people. We needed to make sure those people were neutralized so NATO combat operations could take place successfully, you know, and stop a genocide. The Chinese are like that. Right. They don't want to upset their collection card. They use what they use strategically, always be collecting, use the information downstream where we can eat the American economic lunch. Don't lose any sources. Right. Uh, Don't be bold. And in some instances, they were bold in the Trump administration. The woman who took the who got the room at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Right. Chinese technical collection may have gone in. They were like, this guy's too much gold. We really need to see if we can get into his cell phone. So the the bottom line of that report being that it was Russia that did it and the Chinese were in always-be-collecting mode is no surprise to the entire U.S. intelligence community. The surprise was the level they so exploited the Trump administration, Vladimir Putin, that Putin, an old KGB human intelligence officer, himself decided to run a personal operation not one that he designated down to Purgosian or to the SSGRU and the SVR. No, he decided he was going to run Intel himself, Kim Jong-un style, against Donald Trump and inject data into the campaign through, um, through uh, Andre Derkach, Dur- uh, Because he knew, Durkach's like, these people are stupid, man. They're coming here and Giuliani calls me, wakes me up in the middle of the night, <laughs> right, on my boat. When I'm in the disco and he's just like, let's just give him something. The man wants something. Let's give him something. So Russia crafted an entire disinformation operation, which is what Deza is short for, uh, and fed that information directly from Putin to Durkach to Giuliani. Yep. I mean, you literally handling uh, Giuliani as an intelligence asset an unconscious. a a winning asset because he had been warned i want to say he's an unwitting asset but he's a winning asset everyone knew that durkacz and those guys were bad a president got impeached for information related to all of this but then they were the hunter biden laptop story was the actual information that was set back and this is one of my favorite spy tricks that for for those of you who aren't aware of this stuff i'm not a human intelligence officer I, I, I dabbled in it because my part of signals intelligence merged at points with human intelligence, technical intelligence, coming together with humans. And um, But I know basics. And here's a basic, right? You And I I can't say whether I've done this. <laughs> Let's just say I know a lot. But, <laughs> you know, a guy puts his laptop to be repaired, right? Well then what you always want to do is make sure a source of information that you have manufactured is never attributable to yourself, but to your target, right? And you always make sure that that information is put somewhere, whether it's in his house, in his safe, in his laptop, that's left somewhere, and you never, ever, ever have a reliable person find that information. You always have a person who is... Right, right. You don't want Giuliani to find it. You want to have a sub- seemingly neutral third party find it. I am not sure whether the Russians ran that operation themselves. I don't believe they did. I think it was suggested to Giuliani. Right. Uh, because I think that the, the computer technician, I think, I believe, in the Delaware was a Trump supporter. He was a deep Trump supporter. And suddenly he's like, oh, my God, all this stuff's in the laptop. No one has ever seen it. You don't have to find anything in there. The, the the file could read, shout into this phone number, oh my God, the things that are on this laptop, I can't show it to you. Right, <laughs> and the right. guy dials the number and goes, oh my God, the things I want, you know, and $100,000 shows up in your bank account.
0: So this laptop repairman is the third party, quote unquote, neutral, right?
1: He is the third party, but turns out that he was a Trump supporter. And that is not the way you do it. So that told me, Trump people did that, and no one with an intelligence background. But the data itself, the accusation, right um, itself, came from the Russians through Giuliani, and I'm sure someone clever in there, like Jack Posobiec or or any of these other, you know, ex military hacks ex intelligence community hacks probably came up with that stupid amateurs thing
0: yeah and uh, we t- we thought so too and and we were positing that You know, when Americans like Giuliani or this third party guy try these Russian active measures that they they're copycats. They saw it in 2016. It worked and they're copycatting it just like the uh, Jacob Wool, Jack Berkman robocalls to the three states that just happened to be the three states that they got polling information to Kalimnik and then eventually uh, the prime minister. Uh, It's it's like they're just I just imagine the KGB going, oh, Jesus Christ, they suck at this. You know,
1: oh my, <laughs> oh, my God, they are so effing stupid. No, really. OK, look, we're not sophisticated. But these guys, what a bunch of morons. <laughs> they are calling my unlisted number to be assets. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's literally like at any other time in American history, these people would have been arrested for in a counterintelligence. Yeah. operation still may be because now the fbi is unbridled okay and can actually you know do the you know release guys like frank Faglusi and start hunting the americans oftentimes these americans unless they're committing real espionage are not convicted but we can figure out who their their assets and handlers were and by coming out And saying Kalimnik and Durkacz, they were uh, the the intelligence community was essentially saying we're naming them now because they were named in the Mueller report. They were named in other intelligence uh, um, uh, studies. They were named as co-conspirators with people in criminal operations. Senate intelligence,
0: Senate counterintelligence report. Right.
1: And so these these individuals need to be sanctioned. Right. Or arrested. And, you know, it's I, I hate it when they play coin. They're like the like the Mueller report where they're just giving pointing you in the direction. But now we have people that will take up the banner. Yeah. And will actually start the fight.
0: Yeah, we do. And um, talking about speaking of Russian active measures, I have another question for you, but I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Sure. Great. Everybody we will be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Fiverr, connecting businesses with freelancers to change how the world works together. Managing a team and getting everyone on the same page can be a challenge, especially when your freelancers go rogue. But Fiverr Business takes the stress out of group projects by making it easy to find and manage top talent. With Fiverr Business, you get access to an all-star team of super freelancers, plus all the tools and support you need to easily integrate them into your existing workflow. So when it's time to nail your next big brand refresh, or product launch, or investor pitch, you can feel confident with Fiverr covering all your bases. If you're hoping to grow your team and business, I recommend getting Fiverr Business's help. In my experience managing and growing businesses, it can get complicated fast. So for my next podcast project, I'm going to use Fiverr. Fiverr Business simplifies working with multiple freelancers and matches you with the best talent for every project. So stop wasting time searching for talent just leave it to fiverr business no more endless guessing no more endless interviews plus save and share your favorite freelancer for the future uh, it's a simple way to set up your business for success vastly increase your productivity i really recommend it collaborating online hasn't been this easy since ever and right now you can sign up for fiverr business absolutely free for a full year get one free year of service and save 10 percent on your purchase of fiverr business with promo code daily beans just go to fiverr.com business and don't forget promo code daily beans Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking to Malcolm Nance. And uh, before uh, we took a quick break there, we were discussing some Russian active measures. Uh, particularly, we started with the, the false narrative that China was the worst offender of interfering in our elections in 2020, as, uh, you know, this told, if you believed, Rick Grinnell and Bill Barr and all those folks. But what I wanted to ask you about here is this news now, and I spoke about it earlier in the show. Rusol Uh, This is an Oleg Deripaska joint. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oleg Deripaska back in the day was sanctioned and then made a deal with our Treasury Department that if he sold off enough shares, he could uh, have those sanctions lifted. Then there was some Mitch McConnell staffers working with him and a company called Brady Industries to bring an aluminum plant to Kentucky. Money, jobs, money, uh, growth in kentucky uh, to to supply aluminum for the wall whatever it was um that mitch mcconnell ran on in this last election and then today we've learned that Rusall has suspended that funding uh, about 200 million dollars worth to help assist in building this plant and this feels like an old trick <laughs> to me uh because in i remember reading Russian Roulette, David Korn's book, right? right. Mm-hmm. And the Russian asset, the Russian, uh, when a Russian agent was speaking about using Carter Page as an asset, recruiting him as an asset, he said, well, we promised them things, then once we get the documents we want, we tell them, go fuck themselves. Right. And it's almost like the also the multiple dead ends that Donald faced when trying to build a Trump Tower in Moscow that just seemed to be dangled and then pulled out from under and dangled and pulled out from under. And that feels like what's going on in this Rousseau deal. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on it your assessment?
1: Well, what you're seeing here, certainly with Deripaska, who, by the way, um, the, the the crazy, uh, the, the crazy lowest mensch world uh, years ago said that, uh, uh, you know, the super secret spies who, who preceded QAnon on the left were actually saying that all of us liberal blue checks who were out there were working for Oleg Deripaska. So, uh, you know, Apparently I'm not a George Soros guy. I was a, uh, a Derpauska mole being infiltrated into the government because how could I know about the Trump Russia hack before mm-hmm, the election? Mm-hmm. I've been accused uh, because I've been I'm accused. Good at this. I'm good at this. Are you a D You a I'm D girl a, yeah, too? I'm a D girl and... so, oh, yes. I love remembering these things from way back when because these characters Derpauska was a malicious oh, yeah. character. He was showing up all throughout the Mahler report and I understand what was happening here. You don't have to do old school human, you know, full scale human intelligence operations to blackmail Mitch McConnell. This is the difference between the old Soviet system and the modern Russian oligarchy system. Now, look, it, it, it's it's sort of like the way the, the Saudis treated Trump. The reason the Saudis and got Trump on their side and Jared Kushner on their side so quick. Is because the first time in American history you could truly, literally, buy a president of the United States. Yeah, You could buy him. So the Russians saw this as well, and they realized that this administration was so corrupt and so rife that don't try to blackmail Mitch McConnell. Don't even pull the levers of power. Go straight at it with money. And so is like, okay, we need to... Put a nose ring on Mitch McConnell with regards to sanctions in Russia and the Trump administration, because McConnell is needed for Trump to maintain his base of power. So I'm willing to put up a boatload of money. I'm willing to put up 200 million dollars for an aluminum smelting plant uh, by our, our country, our um, organization, Russo, Russian Aluminum, because Deripaska runs some of the largest smelting plants in the world, right in Mitch McConnell's district. So he can go in and tell them he's bringing in jobs, he's bringing in money. All you have to do is raise the sanctions on me. And by extension, if you're raising the sanctions on Deripaska, the door is open on raising all sanctions on all Russians. What Russians hate the most now, because they're not communists, they're not ideologues, they're mafia. Yep. And what they hate is you playing with their money. And I have been a big advocate. Uh, to the point where Russia today attacked me on their th- their channel, uh, I have been a big advocate. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, it's it, it, good it's good work. Uh, I've been a big advocate of the take they money school of business. I don't mean just regular sanctions. I mean pushing the global Magnitsky Act, which is um which is uh bill Browder uh Bill Browder's uh political campaign to sanction and seize. All illegally or illicitly purchased assets in the West from dirty Russian money. And the number one asset which was illicitly purchased in the West was
0: condominiums in Trump Tower. Okay.
1: <laughs> just removed. Yes. Yes. But not just Trump Tower. Everywhere it was real estate worldwide. Mm-hmm. But the Magnitsky Act also allows countries to designate any of their holdings and assets which benefited from the initial theft at the fall of the Soviet Union, which means every oligarch in Russia could lose anything. Their little executive jet lands in Nice, France, in order to pick up that morning's 50 hot croissants and shuttle them straight back to Moscow so that they're still warm for breakfast. And that uh, guys like Daryl Posca does that two times a day, croissants in the morning and baguettes in the afternoon at, a, you know, that plane can be seized and turned over to the U.S. government as an asset. Or you could literally land SEAL Team 6 on his 50 million or 100 million dollar mega yacht, the yacht that has elevators for other yachts yep. <laughs> and seize it and Put a U.S. flag on it and call it a U.S. Navy warship. We do that against drug smugglers. We do that against other assets and uh, and and use them. You know, you know that plane that lands in France can be flown to Sigonella, Sicily, or Aviano Air Base and be turned over to the U.S. Air Force. When you start doing that everywhere, then they're going to get mad, and they're not going to take it out on you because what are you going to do? You've got 2,500 atomic bombs in the largest economy in the world. They're going to get mad at the guy that had them lose this, which is Vladimir Putin. And that, of course, will break down the the, can can really damage the oligarch system, which is why they tried to buy Mitch McConnell. They technically did buy Mitch Mm -hmm. McConnell.
0: Yeah, and do you think that the upcoming sanctions that are going to be imposed by the Biden administration would include any of those kind of Magnitsky asset forfeiture, asset seizure, or or anything like that, or do you think they'll be kind of run of the mill sanctions? Well,
1: this is different. Uh, what's happening now in the in the Biden administration is they've gone back to traditional sanction levying. However, it's not like yeah, I mean, you have to remember there were a series of sanctions passed by Congress right after 2020. I'm sorry 2016 election and the Trump administration did not implement any of them yep any of them right now what you do is you go after people personally that's first then you work your way you you make their money no good anywhere in the world that's not you know a, a gambling casino in Macau or a strip club in Crimea OK,
0: yeah. And I, I'm kind of wondering if uh, sorry to interrupt, but I'm wondering if they pulled that 200 million dollars, maybe in anticipation of re-sanctioning Oleg Deripaska and where he wouldn't be, who his money would be no good here anyway.
1: That's a lot of ducats, <laughs> you know, 200 million bucks. You know, that's that's a, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of money, maybe. But I think more more importantly, they lost they lost their asset. Mitch McConnell is worthless to, to them now. He has no power. He's the Senate minority leader. And as you say, the way that they dangle things out there. And he's,
0: and he's come out against Trump now, too. I mean, in a way, when that speech he gave on the Senate floor about, you know, Trump isn't responsible for the
1: insurrection. Uh, it's no, really. that was just for paper. I gotcha. That was for paper. Gotcha. Because he went right back to uh, to working over Trump, uh, working for Trump, you know, and he probably goes to him, and say, you know, I got to say that I'm the Senate minority leader. So uh, but using money influence power yes these things happen and the russians also learned very simply with donald trump that using women in sex works in the united states against you know uh obnoxiously grossly overweight men uh who would who who, you know wouldn't be allowed in a vip room with a hundred thousand dollars in their pocket you know of a strip club so uh, they found very quickly with you know um, you know, their, their attempts to penetrate the NRA, you know, um, with other assets who've been out there in this world, uh, that the West is greedy and being greedy and, uh, you know, is, is a way of working your way in, but you no longer do you actually have to send spies to do that dirty work. Oh, no, 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 no. That can now be done with your oligarchs. But what we're seeing is The Biden administration, I suspect, will go after individual sanctions, then they're going to escalate it, and they will quietly be implementing a a series of sanctions. You do it incrementally so that you can go to another country that might be reticent and bring them on board and say, oh, you know, we're not taking their executive jets. Those croissants will still be purchased in Nice every morning and flown back out to Moscow. And they were like, "Okay, well, you know, that's a big source of our croissant sales in Marseille. So... You know, and then over time, when Russia keeps misbehaving, they wake up one morning and they effectively have the Global Magnitsky Act signed in another name through a series of sanctions. But you have to understand another thing. And this is why uh, the Trump administration was was so keen to work with Russia. Uh, There are people in the world and there is a level of money in the world that operates, I call it the global right? The global oligarchs, uh, you know, the Jeff Bezos is and, and guys like Dara Pasca, and, you know, where their money talks everywhere, right? And they have enough vehicles and instruments. The most fascinating component of this that I found absolutely interesting since 2016 is the rise of the Russian oligarchs using the American legal system to take us to court, (laughs) right? It's like, I'm going to sue you up to the Supreme Court to stop sanctions against a Russian oligarch who is destroying democracy. That's some nerve, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm. That means that they have so bought their way into the system that they could actually try to get restitution like they're illicit. It would be like Pablo Escobar taking a case to the Supreme Court that his narco submarines were being illegally seized By the coast guard because they hadn't gone into u.s territorial waters and he wants all the cocaine and submarines returned i mean the russians are doing that at the oligarch level and and believe me it's going to get much more interesting we just have to make it so painful and that they violate so many laws and sanctions that the courts will say sorry force of law this is foreign policy uh there's not much that you can do about this take it up with the uh, internet you know International Criminal Court in the Hague or, or some other place. Bring it up in the European Union, but don't bring it to the United States courts.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were noticing the the, the court abuse, um, not in the way that you're talking about, but with the the catering company, Purgosian's Catering yeah. Management Company, uh, trying to sue Mueller for all of... Uh, well, the FBI, for all of their sources and methods going back to 1942
1: or something like yeah. that. And yeah, <laughs> but Mueller that's my point. was like, that's Get out point. of my court. They, you know? use, they have so purchased such ground in the American lobbying system that people have said to them, you know, you could legally gain intelligence by going to the courts and asking for essentially a FOIA as as part of 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 uh, disclosure, you know, uh, in there. And, and, you know, Prigozhin is literally the Eric Prince of Russia. You know, but uh you know i like uh, you know i like to remind the russians what happened to the, their mercenaries in syria right when you really got us mad you know we wiped out 250 of you in an hour yeah you know
0: well uh we're going to keep an eye on these sanctions and um i know you will be too hopefully we can have you back on pretty soon to discuss some of the backlash we might see and then perhaps some of the offensive cyber attacks we may uh uh, be participating in in the near future that probably most of us aren't going to hear about but we'd love to talk about so i appreciate your time today four-time new york times bestselling author 36 plus years of intelligence experience my friend Malcolm Nance, it's been good to talk to you. Great to be here. Everybody, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Si gentile con testeso. That is Italian, I think, for be kind to yourself. And I just learned it from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. It's AG here. One of my goals this year was to learn a new language. And Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and very easy with bite-sized lessons that you actually use in the real world. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Uh, that was Italian I was doing right there. I'm working on French, too. I'm trying to get my pronunciation right. And Babbel has made it a breeze. Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. I can take my Babbel lessons when traveling or wherever I am, like the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, actual, real-world conversations in mind. Things you use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but not Babbel. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be very effective. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, too. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That is six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code DailyBeans. Beans. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Code DailyBeans for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're- And it's Friday. That means Amy Carrero is here. Amy, hey, how's it
2: going? Hi, I'm doing good. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, alive. You're working? Working. Booking jobs? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yes, I'm so excited. I have a few things that, a few irons in the fire. So I'm hoping that I hope that I I will be really um employed soon but for now we're doing this cool thing. <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. We've got a couple of follow-ups for some Amy's court cases I'll and bet. uh some good news and confessions and corrections and all that all that stuff i i wanted to do a quick correction on myself uh nobody wrote this in i just it just occurred to me we reported <laughs> a few days ago that uh somebody tweeted that there would be um we would re- we would get 100 million vaccines in 10 days which i thought meant there would be 10 million vaccines per day for the next 10 days what they meant was we would reach the 100 million mark uh within 10 days uh we did ah. it in like four Four, But, you know, he, he promised 100 million shots in arms in his first 100 days, and he did it on day 50, 57 or 58. Oh, so so cool. Yep. Yeah, so I just wanted to do that quick correction. If you have any corrections or court cases you want settled by Amy and Amy's court or misheard song lyrics or our new game, What the Mutt, where we guess your rescue pups breeds, you can send all that in, including your good news and pod pet tax photos to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. So I'm going to kick us off today. We have a submission cool. here, double double good news from Melissa, Ooh. pronouns she and her. She says, double good news, first good news. My elderly grandparents, they're turning 91 and 96 this year, Lord willing, have had both of their COVID doses. My Ooh. sister, yeah, who is a NICU nurse, has had at least one dose. And my mom has her first COVID dose scheduled for Friday as she is a primary visitor for my grandparents. My second piece of good news is that... In the Canadian province that I live in, is increasing the disability pension that I'm on by 175 bucks. While I still think it's not enough, it will mean things will be a little easier. Don't have any pets, but I'm sharing a photo of me and my dad at an NHL game in Vancouver from four years ago. Love the hockey. Love the oh, hockey. Oh,
2: the Canucks. Yeah. We love to see it. I was actually in Vancouver when. Um, there was like a riot, but <laughs> here's the fun thing about Canadian riots. Um, they were really cute and then they cleaned up after themselves the day after <laughs> yeah. which was super cute and super canadian yeah. so i love it
0: more like a gathering it's so wonderful
2: yes it's more like a a, a, a gathering where some people yelled yeah. and then they cleaned up after all their garbage the next day <laughs> it's um awesome. this is the best i love it okay next up we have lulu pronouns she her hello beans queens thank you so much for bringing me a daily dose of sanity and laughs to the news Uh, Listening in the UK, the beans land in perfect timing for my afternoon walk. Oh, cool. With lots of laugh out loud moments in the local parks. I love it. Good (laughs) news. Today I had my first dose of the vaccine. Yay. Uh, But even better news is that next week, my awesome friend, landlady and housemate, who's 89, will get her second dose and be safe. I'm 38 and it's the most wonderful thing to have a close friendship across generations like that. And during lockdown, we only grew closer. Oh, I love that. I'm including, as a pod tax, our cat Leroy. He moved in three years ago, and my as my landlady says, he's a good cat. <laughs> the oh, wow. It's a sexy cat.
0: It's a void. Hi, buddy. Look at that floofy tail.
2: Whoa. This is a very attractive cat.
0: He looks very soft. I want to pet him.
2: Soft. Super soft. Big, big eyes. What, what color would you say those eyes are?
0: They're like amber, right? Like that amber. cross between... Yellow and green, just golden eyes. But they look sort of green in the first one. So it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah. If I could paint, I'd paint this cat. So
0: cute. (laughs) If I could
2: paint, (laughs) I'd, I'd paint a portrait of this cat. (laughs)
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you very much for that submission, Lulu. Next up from Laura, pronoun she and her, dear Beans Queens, been at home for a year now, spending quite a bit of time alone. As I work around the house, I put my phone in the pocket of my ratty fleece I've been wearing for a year. And podcasts are company for me until my husband gets home from work. I was an avid Aww. follower of Muller, she wrote, and now the Daily Beans. I really appreciate your expertise, and perspective, calm tone, and just the right amount of expletives. <laughs> I'm grateful <laughs> my husband is fully vaccinated. He was at the top of the list as an organ donor, and I'm trying to be patient, waiting my turn, which should be early April. In the misheard song lyric category i've always loved that my husband as a kid heard in do re mi from sound of music instead of tea with jam and bread (laughs) it was tea with jim and brad
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's real good
0: (sighs) for pet tax. None in our house right now, but at least my son moved in with his amazing girlfriend and beautiful cat, Minnow. The other shot is my happy place. I'm very fortunate to spend time in southern coastal Maine, where I grew up. During these crazy times, all is right in the world when I can paddle my kayak on this beautiful spot and sit in the granite rocks, surrounded by pine trees and the Atlantic Ocean. Thanks for help keeping me sane this past year. Look at this.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay, this is another paintable cat.
0: Yep. Yep. Paintable cats today.
2: Wow. Whoa. Look at that view. Okay, wait, you guys, you're really killing it. Like, these good news is pretty good. And this is a very mm. nice Zen place.
0: That's beautiful love kayaking
2: yes yes i have all kinds of stories about kayaking in vancouver actually and my favorite one was i didn't know anything about kayaking and i decided to go deep sea kayaking not smart Mm. (laughs) and uh we came across a sea lion but it might as well have been a great white shark because when you're in the water in a tiny little thing like a kayak it's anything is just, I don't know. I was like, I'll never again, if I make it out alive, I'll never again go into the ocean. I have re- deep respect for the ocean. But anyway, I'm glad other people can do it without having a panic attack. <laughs> Mm. I love it. Okay, next up. Anonymous. Pronouns. He, him. Good news. After 11 months of house shopping and submitting more than 14, oh my God, 14, we thought we were solid offers. My fiance and I got an offer accepted. It's just the right amount of house for us. Now, butternut sack and little (laughs) monster can have a yard to explore. As an added bonus, the sellers are going to leave their chickens for us. Oh, cool. I'm so excited for Fred shags in our new kitchen. Alright. Chickens and eggs wow. in the kitchen. And look at these babies. Wow
0: wow. wow. Butternut sack.
2: Butternut <laughs> sack. <laughs> oh my That's god. So cute. They're real cute. Real another another pair of paintables. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. That pattern on the tabby is beautiful. I love it. Love these two. Alright, next up from Josh. Pronouns he and him. Greetings. Love the beans and the cleanup. In the category of things I learned embarrassingly late that i had misheard i was well out of college before i realized that people weren't drinking roman cokes
2: nope <laughs> nope
0: <laughs> obviously i was not the partying sort
2: <laughs> no josh no i'll have a roman
0: coke oh, please a thank roman you coke,
2: thanks i just love to knock back a few roman cokes at two brute
0: roman coke for you as well <laughs> Um, as a pet tax for what the mutt, I've included a photo of my dog, Bellini, a stray who I adopted early last year, just before lockdown. When I first got her, I speculated she was a mix of two breeds and I was totally wrong about one of them. I'm confident you'll guess better than I did.
2: Oh, boxer. Looks like boxer pit. Uh Uh-huh. Boxer pit. Yep. That's what I guess.
0: And maybe, um... Maybe a shepherd in there.
2: Do you think maybe? Okay, this is this is wild. But how about a Boston Terrier?
0: Yeah, it looks just a little too tall. You're right. To have yeah, Boston in there.
2: Hmm. Well, let's oh, what see. a pretty,
0: pretty dog. Beautiful brindle coat.
2: The Roman coat. The Roman cokes are just. That's really gonna. That's yeah, gonna. That's cokes. gonna get me through the day. I have to say, that's a real good one.
0: <laughs> All right. So the answer. I she originally guessed Pitt greyhound, but oh. DNA test. Pitbull, terrier, no. Staffordshire terrier, and boxer. Okay. You got two out of three. We got.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, we got the boxer. Okay, and then you got the pitbull. Okay, okay. Well, I don't even know what a Staffordshire terrier is.
0: Staffordshire terrier is pretty much some. They they get around because every dog's got some Staffordshire terrier. <laughs> them, so they're very popular dogs.
2: I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Give good. That's really, d That's love, love, love. Okay, that's great. Cool. Next up, we got Devin, pronouns he, him. Hello, Beans Queens. I found your show through opening arguments shortly after the insurrection, and I can't stop listening. Keep it up. Ooh. My submission today is two pieces of good news. First, tomorrow I have an appointment to get the Pfizer vaccine. woo, woo, woo. I work f- uh, two full-time jobs, and one in retail and the other one delivering—wow, deliv- delivering food, so I'm very relieved I can get the vaccine. My second piece of good news needs some context. I turned 30 in February, and I've been trying to get a college degree, but uh, I've only been able to afford to do one class at a time due to still owing on a student loan from a decade ago. Um, I've almost paid off those loans now. I've had straight A's since I came back to higher education. So exciting. The astonishingly good news is, a friend came to me the other day and told me she wants to pay for me to quit my job and go to school full time. Oh my gosh. What? Nice. What? She said my potential is wasted in these dead-end jobs and she believes I can build a better tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I was skeptical at first and I didn't really believe it until she wired a sum of money that made it possible. Wow. Wow. All she said is, as far as she's concerned, she won't rest until I have a degree. I went from cynical to astonished to queasy to crying in the course of a few minutes. Wow. I'm about to do that too. I'm so excited to go back to school and get a degree in nuclear engineering. No big deal. And thanks to her, that's a reality. The only thing better than this was when my fiancé proposed to me in December of 2019. Oh, so cute. Uh, For my pet tax, I've included some photos of my babies, Ash the tabby and Dyson the tuxedo. Both are barn cats we adopted. Ash is five years old, very curious, and quiet. Uh, We are very concerned about how he'd react to a male kitten, but they're inseparable. Dyson is five months old and already bigger than Ash. Whoops! His favorite place is being held in my arms, and his favorite hobby is watching me wash the dishes. Holy crap. (laughs) Look
0: at these guys. That's very,
2: very sweet.
0: Oh my God, they're so cute! Wow, that the goof, the derpy look on the—it's oh, all about so the derp. Cute.
2: Wow, Devin, you've got some really great friends.
0: Yeah, congrats, nuclear congrats. engineering. Always remember positive coefficient for the rate of reactivity. You always want a positive coefficient for the rate of reactivity.
2: Um, uh, wait, and wait, uh, we can't just move on from that. Wait, <laughs> what? How do you know that? First of
0: all, I—I I was a nuclear engineer too. I went what? to Naval Nuclear Power Training wait, Command when I was in what? the
2: Navy. <laughs> What? Wait! No, what?
0: It's a nuclear?
2: How have you letting nuclear
0: reactor mechanic? How
2: have you been letting me just just talk idiot for so long <laughs> when you were this smart? Wait! What? Okay, this is like a live reaction to me being very very impressed. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yes. And I'm excited. I'm really interested in hearing from uh, Devin when uh, when he goes uh, to school to talk. We can talk nuclear stuff. We can do it. We can talk nukes.
2: Talk nuclear to me, baby.
0: All right. Guess what? Amy's court is in session. We have a follow up on the case of which brother's misheard (laughs) lyric. Oh, good. Was least sensible and therefore most deserving of ridicule. Hi, EG and Amy. So, yes, follow up on the song lyrics ruling from last week. I must say, it's crystal clear that your ruling will be 100% in favor of my brother and against me. There are two reasons why. Although we did not have an Amiga Basic, we did have a Nintendo Entertainment System when we did play Marble Madness quite a bit. So, yes, it is perfectly reasonable that my dorky little brother was thinking about marbles turning on catwalks when listening to Right Said Fred today. I'm an actuary oh. and at an insurance company yeah. and I have a graduate degree in mathematics. Yep, yep, okay. yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Back in my junior high days, you would have found me with a Rubik's Cube in my hand and a math puzzle magazine under my arm. If anybody would know how much 500 plus 500 oh, should be, shit. the person would have been me oh, even in junior shit. high. So my, my brother has won this time and I actually don't mind. He did not major in math, but biology and currently works as a lab technician for the VA. Oh, big ups. Which I know is near and dear to your heart, AG. I will respect your ruling although junior high me would hate it i still don't mind because with the work he does every day he's a hero of mine and yet i will still reserve the right to call my dorky brother a butt i call my sister butthole so i'm I'm with you. shout out Shout out to you, awesome beans, ladies, and to the Tasmanian cheese hounds everywhere. Dave, thanks Whoa. for admitting.
2: Dave, Dave, <laughs> yeah. Dave. Wait, you are smart. You are an actuary. I have a cousin who's an actuary, and I and I and he's still taking tests. Like it's <laughs> like you have to take a million tests. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to rule. We're gonna have to re- redo this and and rule in favor of your brother and the marble turning on the catwalk.
0: Yep, with the with the additional knowledge of you playing Marvel Madness on NES and uh, also uh you being a mathematician.
2: Literally <laughs> assessing risk for a living.
0: Yeah. You I got yeah, yeah, you're you're good at the maths and so I yeah, I got a rule against yeah. you Dave. But I appreciate the yes. honesty. Full points for honesty. Thanks for
2: being honest with us. That's really, <laughs> you know, you get uh, you know, I know that you you lost this, but really you won in our hearts for the honesty.
0: Yeah, you are the yeah. winner in my heart. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those of you who didn't hear the episode, uh, his little brother thought I'd do my uh, – Marble, I'm a marble. Know you what know I mean. what I mean? As I do my little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> and he thought I would walk 500 miles and I would walk I 500 wonder. more just to be the man who walked 5,000 miles to fall down at your door. <laughs> so oh,
2: God. that's kind of
0: where this ruling comes from. But You
2: know what, though? That's proof that, like, there really is a separation of, like, creative brain and, you know, like, mathematical brain. You know, the fact that someone who is this... just adept at math could think that that was a perfectly acceptable lyric Mm -hmm. Um, it just goes to show you know we we all think we all think a little differently art is art you can't capture it in a formula man Mm -hmm.
0: yep Whew. Well, everybody, thank you so much for sending these in and sending all these wonderful photos of your paintable cats and uh, this beautiful Staffordshire Terrier pit boxer mix and uh, everything else. We really appreciate it. You can send all your stuff into us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you for sending in that update for Amy's court. That was good on the misheard song lyrics. If you have anything else uh, to to talk about, now would be the time, Amy. Me?
2: Ooh, yeah. I, I don't. Except I just really feel like so positive. I woke up today, and I'm like, whoa, you know, because I got my my vaccine, and it seems like we're on our way for everybody who wants one to get one. And at least in LA, I'm not sure if uh, in San Diego, it's. It's the same, but we've opened up to people with disabilities and uh, people with um, pre-existing conditions. So if you have – if you fall into that category, you can make your appointment and get your shot.
0: Yep. Yep, 100%. And uh, it, again, my my report on my shot, um, sore arm for a couple of days uh, and a little sleepy, although the sleepiness could have come from Daylight Savings Time and PMS and also <laughs> just general sleepiness. Yes. But, uh i feel fine i feel great and i can't wait to get my second dose in april my free day is what i'm starting to call the day that you you know two weeks after your second shot is um april 19th i'll be traveling to see my mama i haven't seen her in a year and a half
2: oh that's so exciting yay okay so also if, if for folks out there who haven't gotten the vaccine i was so excited that i got it on my right arm this was a mistake as it is my dominant arm make sure that you get it in your non-dominant arm because if you do get injection site pain it could be a a pain in the ass literally even though it's in the arm
0: although i got it in my non-dominant arm but i sleep on my (gasps) left side
2: oh okay so i
0: was really having a hard time sleeping that first night okay and i did uh lift weights with my Uh, arm with a shot in it so you can still do stuff but it it, it can hurt it can smart a little bit but
2: yeah maybe 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 do it on the arm you don't sleep on if you sleep on your side which was a
0: butt shot right top of the butt muscle top of butt and it would
2: probably just hurt less
0: yeah because that that butt muscle is pretty big
2: (laughs) just nice fleshy or my butt fleshy area
0: my butt is just pretty big.
2: <laughs> same I don't know if
0: the muscle's big but <laughs> all right well thank you so much everybody have a wonderful weekend don't forget to check us out. On the stereo app, I'll be there Tuesdays with Andrew at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 Eastern and Thursdays with Dana at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 Eastern, except for next week. Dana is off, so we will not be doing that uh, particular stereo show, but uh, most of the rest of the Thursdays you'll find us there. Anyway, that's it. Everybody, until uh, we speak again, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of your mental health, and take care of the planet. I've been A.G.
2: And I've been Amy Carrero. And them's the beans.
0: Hey, everybody, do not miss our Daily Beans after party on the Stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last Stereo show went a little bit like this. Following the rules, making changes,
1: (laughs) You know, being ethical and shit.
0: I'm sorry, what? Being ethical? I know. Who the fuck ever heard of that? For the last four (laughs) years, (laughs) we didn't remember (laughs) any of that. I want to have a shirt. Just out here being ethical and shit. Oh, my God. All right, let's see what we got next here.
1: Rosie here. <clears throat> Raphael is a certified loon. He's goofy as a damn cartoon. Betrayed our great land. We don't understand. Fuck you, Ted. Go back to Cancun.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Rosie. See, this Woo! is what I'm talking about. the creativity. Woo-hoo! Oh, that was a good one. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what a piece I of am- shit. I am getting real sick and tired too of, of people on, on Twitter and the social media saying Texas gets what it deserves. No. Um, yeah. This is not the, the spirit of uh, the democratic party. I have been saying forever when, you know, when we win back to the white house, when we win Congress, every American deserves health uh, access to education. Um, it's just everything you put the ballot box right you know access to the ballot box everything every american deserves that no matter who you voted for and that's Mm -hmm. this that's what i wanted to set us that's what sets us apart from republicans